0: COP26 may be over but the conversation has only just begun and for this podcast I'll be inviting the stakeholders, firms and organisations that innovate, inspire and encourage small sustainable steps to drive a positive legacy on the road to 2030. COP26 may be over but the conversation has only just begun. And for this podcast, I'll be inviting the stakeholders, firms and organisations that innovate, inspire and encourage small sustainable steps to drive a positive legacy on the road to 2030. Good morning and welcome to the Herald's Climate Conversations podcast, episode three in association with Epson. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Director of Sustainability, Henning Olsen, and also Managing Director of Epson, Austria, Switzerland and Germany. Henning, it's a pleasure to welcome you here, and thank you for joining us. We did have a few technical difficulties, but we are here now. So, um, Henning, just to to kick us off today, um, it'd be really interesting to hear about your your career today, and also um, your role right now in the kind of sustainability world. Yes. Thank you very much, Mark, for inviting
1: me to this podcast. I appreciate uh, even nowadays the, when we cannot travel. I appreciate that kind of uh, communication. Yeah, that uh, uh, is always a surprise to me. That um, our uh, podcasts are really something that can make a difference. So, appreciate it that you initiated this uh, series here of, of, of podcasts. Yeah, I'm. Um, Uh, 17 years with the company. Uh, Epson is a Japanese company, as you probably know. And uh, in my career, I mainly worked for American companies. Um, uh, Doing uh, uh, always uh, sales and marketing. I uh, traveled a lot uh, uh, in, in various territories. I was in charge within Motorola, for example, for southern europe middle east africa russia um, knowing all the businesses over there i worked for ibm Um, so different companies different styles of management uh, and uh, really i grew up in the mainly in the in the in the area of uh, uh, customers and sales and and um, being on the ground with the teams and and managing the business over there yeah so uh the current position here current uh, it, it's it's not the right description but uh, the the position i'm holding right now is um, not only being responsible as you mentioned for the business here in germany also switzerland but the most important uh, and increasingly important role of uh, uh, director of sustainability for Epson in europe Yeah, europe uh, is uh, Middle East, Africa, as well, uh, different uh, um, strategies. Yeah, but all in a one Epson company.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's, that's really interesting, uh, Henning, about that that kind of balance you've got and. Over the years, I mean, in your career, how have you saw that shift towards business moving towards sustainability functions of an organization like Epson and IBM and others as well? Have you saw more and more corporates really kind of honing in and focusing on that?
1: Yeah, there is a a mega trend. Sustainability is a mega trend. Um, um, uh, Really, for good reasons, Um, uh, the businesses are moving more and more uh, into a more sustainable uh, business uh, model yeah and um uh, if, if you want to say it in a in a very drastical way um, uh, in the future if there is um, a dead planet you cannot make business yeah <laughs> and uh, 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 that uh, when, we, when we started <clears throat> in i can see that through my uh, uh, path as well um the 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 companies were speaking about csr corporate social responsibility mainly from uh, american companies that trend was uh, coming doing good uh, because you're making a lot of profit and this was more the philanthropic approach and um, contributing to the society you know, within Motorola uh, in the 90s, so to say, we did a lot of uh, charity things, kindergarten build-up in in America and so far. Um, but this is not what um, sustainability, full sustainability business model mean means now. Yeah, the 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 doing good thing is yes, that is within the companies. Yeah, and they have to uh, mainly in their. Um, 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 environment where they are uh, located yeah supporting communities and so far Um, but uh, we see more and more within the last five years a switch to shared corporate values yeah and this is a value creation strategy with the uh, with a focus on sustainability helping uh our customers uh, to achieve their sustainability goals yeah, and business transformation and so forth. Um, nowadays, um, we've, we fully speak about ESG, uh, environmental, social and governance uh, approach within the company. And this exactly describes the, the way we went through here at Epson, not only globally, uh, but in Europe, uh, especially. Yeah?
0: Yeah, no, and I think it's interesting as well, Henning, because I think you've kind of touched on a few interesting things there, because maybe back in the 80s and 90s, the sustainability environmental piece came under that corporate social responsibility field. And I think now, would you say we're moving towards more of a environment and sustainability is essential for business survival, but also business yes. growth as well? It's not a yes. case of sustainability yes. is the right thing to do. It's actually good from a business growth perspective as exactly.
1: well. Exactly, exactly. That goes into... Customer demand, yeah and um, uh, customers are more and more educated uh, because they sometimes run with open eyes through the world sometimes, yeah, and see well, how the world is changing. yeah and uh, um, if, if you have a, a a a product, a solution that comes from a company that has a sustainable or sustainability in the in the brand positioning, yeah, that's a, a real uh, benefit for for the consumers uh, as well. Yeah, not all, always the price and the cheapest one, yeah, but um, uh, the, the 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 added values that comes out of, um, for example, energy saving contributes to climate mitigation. Yeah, that's a very important topic. Yeah.
0: Yes, yeah, no, absolutely, Henan, And I think it's it's interesting there as well that you mentioned about the customer as well. So there's pressure to a degree on corporates from the supply chain, the customers who are asking questions, what are your ESGs? What do they look like in yes, practice yes, as well? And yes. I think that's been an interesting trend over the last couple of years. And is that something you've saw at Epson as well?
1: Yes, and actually that's, I mentioned that, uh, um, that, that I worked for American companies, and now at Epson, a Japanese company, and that is a very specific approach. Yeah, coming out of the history from uh, uh, Japanese culture, and uh, the uh, Japanese culture um, has always um, uh, the 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 nature and sustainability in mind. Yeah, the the void of of consuming too much resources that are not growing again yeah and uh, to reduce um, uh, the the consumption and to recycle recycling is in the in the uh, in the in the cultural um uh, uh, history of, of of japan if you if you follow that uh, into the 1600 even yeah uh, um you'll find all these um Limited resources and uh, a, a need to uh, bring that into uh, that resources back into the loop. Yeah, and this is a, this is the Japanese core uh, understanding. Yeah, and therefore Epson has that um, in the DNA, as we always say, and uh, has a long, long history uh, on uh, uh, manufacturing. Um, technology uh, products and solution with the intention of uh, uh, reduction yeah and, and energy saving
0: yeah and i think it's really interesting to hear about the kind of cultural aspect of you know the fact it was a japanese company and how that's filtered down into the the, the business your day-to-day work as well and um, and i think that's quite important that there's a bit of a, a story and a narrative as to how epson's developed and where your kind of yes. you came from culturally yes. as well do you think yes. other businesses possibly struggle with the fact of maybe they don't have as strong an identity as what epson does they don't have that cultural tie you know in the same way
1: yeah that's uh that's a good that's a very good point yeah
0: without the the
1: um appreciating of the heritage yeah where you come from you cannot build the future it's easy to say but uh uh uh, that's really a, a a proof for uh, the 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 Epson way. Yeah? For example, um, I, I take a, 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 another example that's not, yeah, that's somehow linked to sustainability. But um, at Epson, the engineers, uh, young engineers, have to uh, go through the Monozukuri school. Monozukuri is the the art and and science of manufacturing. So even if they are programming software they have to touch the material otherwise uh, they lose uh, they lose grip and they lose uh, reality um, uh, if they don't see what what products and materials are are made of yeah and uh, that is essential for the uh, developing uh, uh, process and the life cycle thinking of the products so monosukuri out of the old tradition that is a uh, a, a fundamental um, a difference to uh, other companies yeah, in the world yeah
0: yeah no absolutely and I, I love that even if you're in a kind of aspect of the business that doesn't seem kind of related to manufacturing you still have to understand how each of the areas of the business link together as yes. well and I think yes. I think there's something there's something important in that as well hen and I, I think you may agree in that that sometimes with the sustainability kind of agenda if you like sometimes people can see it as being quite distant from what they do therefore they maybe don't engage so I think those kind of engagement tools and techniques that, that, that Epson are doing sound uh, really interesting and is that something that you'd like to progress with your function in the environmental team as well?
1: Yes the uh, the environmental team here in Europe is uh, we have one uh, sustainability manager in each country uh, and that's, that's important yeah because <clears throat> telling the stories like I did here and there's only one of the, 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 the fundamental stories Epson has to can deliver yeah um, that is interesting for the customers and uh, uh, teaching the customers into that value world yeah and bringing the bringing the value in uh, at the end of the day the talk is about the price yeah for the sales yeah but but that should not be the first talk the the, the customers sh- could understand and and shows more and more interest in what do I buy? What do I get for my money? Yeah, and um, if, if you start with the, with the buyers or the, the IT directors or whatever uh, it, first into uh, uh, yes, technology is there, but uh, uh, what is the price and the price benchmark? yeah. And your competitor has given a different price or lower price in that tender My answer always is, yes, they have to do it. But we are not doing that. We are not competing on price, yeah, because we deliver a value story for you as a customer. And this is, for example, we can demonstrate how you as a customer can lower your carbon footprint, for example, that's a significant story with our technology and that is ink technology.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's really interesting then as well. And I think <clears> the, the procurement model, um, particularly in Scotland and kind of broadly in the UK as well, there's been a bit of a discussion around green procurement from government. Yes, so if you're taking, yes. if you're taking public yes. money, essentially yes. you as an yes. organisation need to show what you're doing with that money on your green credentials, on your net zero strategy as well. And I think it sounds like you guys are kind of ahead of the game when it comes to that as well. That you've already got that story in place, albeit it sounds like it will develop over the years as well.
1: And I can uh, uh, put an add-on here as well. Uh, if we speak to customer, uh, public sector customers, they have to um, uh, they get audited and they will have to verify the public uh, money, the tax money. Uh, the social criteria is. As well, uh, important and it's getting more and more important. The due diligence um, um, and and responsible uh, supply chain is what uh, uh, corporate sector customers are very interested in right now. Because um, you probably followed that from from various countries. I can speak here for Germany, for example, where they have the a new due diligence law on the way. Yeah, that will come into force by twenty twenty three and here the the producer has to take full responsibility for their for the supply chain and the factories and the working conditions at the in 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 uh, foreign or asian factories yeah and that not only for their own production but for first tier second tier suppliers in there yeah are they treating their their uh, uh, workforce well is that uh, um uh, is there child labor involved uh, what is with the working contracts with the labor hour working hours and so far yeah so full responsibility on that side as well and this is uh, getting more and more into the focus of public sector customs
0: yeah, no, that's it's really interesting, Hennon. I think there's a lot of lessons from Germany that, that the UK and Scotland in particular could probably learn. If I may, and I would quite like to turn to COP26 and have a bit of a discussion around some of your insights and thoughts on that. Um, I was quite fortunate, you know, I attended quite a lot of different events and, and whatnot there. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if you were across, but I, I, even if you were or if you weren't, what were you, some of your kind of takeaways and reflections on COP26?
1: Yeah, uh, to be honest from 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 my point of view again a deep disappointment deep disappointment because uh, um, <clears throat> following uh, the history 26 years back the first cop uh, was was a hole in in uh, in germany in belgium uh, in berlin yeah and uh, <clears throat> uh the need for gathering all the uh, global uh, leaders into one conference uh, was that they saw, alerted by science, that global temperature is increasing. 26 years back, COP1 in Berlin. Um, Following then, COP2, COP3 and so far, and... um, uh, uh, then the uh, uh, the Paris COP, um, all the activities are, were not successful and powerful in terms of stopping global warming. So Paris Agreement, that's, uh, um, uh, they, that they defined the 1.5 uh, uh, degree uh, um, temperature increase and that uh, has to be the the, the limit yeah um, since Paris agreement that curve of uh, 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 climate or temperature increase has even accelerated yeah so between the the six years of uh, 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 cop uh, uh, in Paris and uh, cop in glasgow now hasn't brought any change and uh, um, <clears throat> As always, expectations were high. Talking was very drastical. Uh, I remember uh, seeing Guterres, the the um, uh, the Secretary General of the UN, uh, uh, taking drastical words. Yeah, speaking about we should stop uh, use, treating nature as a toilet. Yeah, this is what what. What was he talking about, yeah, using drastical uh, drastical words, yeah, but uh, um the the result out of uh uh this whole development over 26 years is mm, the, the, the the decisions or the the actions were not drastical enough, and that counts for 26 as well. Uh, there were some uh, quite good initiatives, uh, for example, uh, Forest Alliance, and so far, yeah. But uh, uh, the big players like Russia and, and China, uh, uh, they were not there, yeah. And uh, at the final um, communiqué uh, at the end, uh, uh, everybody was optimistic to have a very strong message afterwards, yeah. But uh, uh, at the very last minute, that was. Um, whitewashed again yeah and uh, weakened so uh, quite a disappointment.
0: Yeah, it's, it's interesting Henning, I think <clears throat> the messaging from Co-op, it has been interesting and, and you know it's interesting to have a kind of European perspective on it because certainly in Scotland and the kind of wider UK it's been kind of mixed, the reception. I think, as you say, there's been there's some kind of good agreements. The MIFEN agreement as well was, was relatively positive. But I think, overall, there was that sense of disappointment. Now, I think what you mentioned there is, for me, was absolutely key, that the absence of China and Russia. And I know some yes. people say, okay, yes. there were some delegations. Yes. But mm-hmm. I think, for me, the big, big thing that was telling was leadership from the top down they weren't really interested, essentially. Yes. Um, yes. Now, yes. in some ways, the signal that that sends out, you know, I think in Scotland, you know, we, we've been doing some really good stuff. You know, I, I'm my kind of day job is in the kind of technology sector. Um, and, you know, the climate tech scene in Scotland has really grown and it's some really yes. you know, interesting stories and whatnot. Yes. But I think for a country like Scotland or Norway or Sweden or wherever it may be, one of the, you know, some of these countries are innovating quite, quite a lot, it's quite disheartening because such small countries feel like we can meet our 2030 targets or 2045 or whatever it may be, but will it ever be enough if India are talking about 2070, China possibly longer than that? I mean, how, how do you kind of square that?
1: Yeah. So my answer to this question is um, um, if, if if we are not doing something, we cannot wait for the others yeah? uh, that's all that's always the case yeah uh, even if that step is tiny 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 yeah uh, but this contributes yeah and the political discussion goes for example here in germany um, germany is only contributing to two percent of uh, uh global warming yeah that is uh, the footprint two percent one of the largest economies yeah but uh, um uh, um that that, that the, the, we have the new election here with new government and so far they're making compromises again so um but uh, at the end of the day developing uh, environmental technologies uh, out of the, uh, the 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 regulation um uh, and the and the approach in the companies and industries that will grow the business in the future and that has impact on other, uh, uh territories as well for example preaching to poland and to uh, to for example who are well, big coal producers preaching them on on um, um, um switch to renewable uh, electricity Yeah, africa is sitting on a on a huge mountain of of of, uh, of coal yeah and um uh, china as well yeah but having technologies in place that help that they can accelerate their switch yeah that is the right approach and uh, um for for companies yeah um, like like ours uh, yes we have technologies that are environmental uh, efficient yeah and and energy efficient that that uh, uh, is is the strategy that um single even little steps count. And if you go to the private um, area for individuals like me, for example, I was checking my uh, earth overshoot day.
0: Is that saying something to you? Yeah, yeah that's, we, we, that's... we have. So in the in the UK, there's um, in Scotland, there's a really interesting company called Pawprint. And what they do is they calculate your carbon footprint, yes, which yes, is yes, probably yes, similar yes. to what you're talking about, Henan.
1: Yeah. So um, the, the the question here is how many your lifestyle, yeah, my lifestyle. How many planets do you need if everybody in the world has the lifestyle as Henning? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I hopefully was
0: hopefully aren't too bad, Henning. Hopefully you and I, you know, maybe just one planet would be enough. <laughs> so wh- what do, what do you guess? What do you guess? oh god okay Hennin, I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna assume you're a noble sustainable pair i'm gonna i'm gonna say one planet or half a planet
1: let me let me tell you the truth yeah when i checked that um that was um, um five years back i actually needed you, you can simulate everything what is in there i actually needed um, 6.5 planets if everybody on earth um, uh, has the same lifestyle uh, as I have. Yeah, Uh, I was shocked because um, I'm I was on my way to be vegetarian. (laughs) Yeah, I've started with uh, uh, electric cars and um, changed all the the, the light uh, um, sources in the household and at the household, I switched to renewable electricity, green energy. So but what made the difference?
0: Oh I'm going to take a guess that five okay so 5 years ago fly, flying possibly
1: yes yes the difference was the difference was my business flight I was flights I was very active of course and I'm very active in in speaking to people in other countries and customers and so far so I was somehow understating a bit uh, the manipulating a bit the footprint by saying okay I'm net one week in the air net net time yeah huh? and that's destroyed completely my footprint yeah so you yeah. can be can be all of this what I just mentioned but if you get into a plane fr- flying from from London to New York uh Game you kill
0: your footprint.
1: Yeah, yeah. Completely kill your footprint.
0: I, I think that that's really interesting, Henning, as well. And, and and listen, you know, I I think um, all those other changes you mentioned, um, are, are, I think are happening on a a relatively macro level across your know, UK, you know, Europe, you know, whatever. People are starting to kind of consider what their own choices are in terms yes, of diet yes, and power and yes. stuff. On <laughs> the, I want to pick up on the the aviation piece as well because I do think I do wonder. Is there a piece here that, you know, in someone like yourselves' role, it is really important? I think one thing we've lost during the pandemic is that cross-collaboration yeah, and being in the same room yeah. as businesses and, and really learning and developing for each other. You know, at some point yes. in the future, I, I would love to meet you as well at some point in the future in person, yes. Henning, but yes. um, do we need to think more about... Let's not say aviation needs to stop per se. Do we need to think about how can we make aviation more sustainable? How can we think yes, about yes, different yes, fuel yes. sources? Yes. Because I don't think I think culturally and even on a kind of kind of macro environmental and economic level, if we do completely stop, you know, flying across the globe or whatever, there will yes. be something lost there as well.
1: Yes, definitely, definitely. You know, I started then uh, um, that uh, six point five uh, planets. I started then. To compensate my flights uh, compensation means you um, invest into a, a gold standard uh, uh, carbon compensation activity you can put money in and this money goes into a compensation uh, activity this is mainly the organizations offer that in, in, in Africa one ton compensation is 25 euros or so yeah and um, uh, I started uh, compensating yeah but on the other hand and this is a very very uh, valid point Mark you made um, we should come together because business is done by people and not by uh, um, PC screens and uh, good and uh, uh, well communication uh, on, the, on the digital uh, um, uh, way, yeah? Uh, but um, we, I include Epson here as well and, and other companies, and, and we, we were overshooting, we were completely overshooting in the past and um, uh, reducing, um, uh, for example, business flights, yeah? Um, internal business flights, yeah, reducing that to the uh, to the uh, necessary, absolutely necessary um, purpose, yeah, that is that is the right way. Uh, the digital technology offers so many alternatives, yeah, but um, uh, not for, but but teams have to come together. People have to speak. Deals are done on a on a handshake, even with customers. <laughs> yeah, this this should not be uh, swiped away from uh, sustainability thinking. Yeah, but uh, um, uh, reducing that uh, and uh, uh, trying to to find the best uh, uh, way to to come together and to speak and to negotiate and even to celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I-
0: absolutely and i think that's a good you make a few valid points in the sense that i think digital technology and in fairness the pandemic has shown us different ways of working in the sense that yes the internal flight piece is really interesting you probably saw the the kind of the latest policy in france about the whole domestic flights under kind of two and a half hours i think in the uk i mean like one of the things that's you know quite i used to live in bristol um, and you know coming from bristol to edinburgh on like a train was about six and a half hours the time is yes. on all the connections <clears> change <throat> or it was a 45 minute flight so mm. you know if you're working business you know time is precious you know and um, yes. you've got different yes. to be had so yes. the problem for me I, I i completely agree that i think in, the internal piece is an interesting one um, and i think we need to think more creatively about how we do more you know digital meetings internally but I still think yes. you're absolutely spot on that closing the deal you know a handshake and a german beer yes. I think um, yeah. is it's always a nice <laughs> way to close it wouldn't you agree
1: Yeah it's two years back you know? <laughs> yeah no
0: Yeah no it's it's, it's it's
1: endless there's really <laughs> endless story uh, I don't uh, I'm that that is really demotivating yeah but hopefully we will get over next year yeah, yeah. but anyway anyway um uh, the the from the uh, business point of view and, and the economic point of view, uh, if you book a flight, yeah, you mentioned then uh, six hours instead forty five minutes instead of six hours, yeah, that has to have the price, yeah, because we are externalizing costs, and this externalized cost is the ton of carbon that goes with your flight. Yeah, and that is not calculated in the ticket price. Yeah, so the real cost of that flight is is, is different. Yeah, yeah,
0: no, I and, and
1: and this yeah. is what we have to do in 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 the future into the accounting. Beside the fact that the uh, the the aviation industry is is working uh, heavily on uh, reducing the footprint over there, yeah, with alternative. Uh, um, uh, uh, alternative engines and and uh, uh, I, I saw already uh, uh, progress on, on on various technologies uh, and technology is really the key yeah because that solves a lot of problems as far as uh, uh, um, uh, climate uh, uh, and, and the mitigation of, of climate technologies help here big times. And uh, that is that is what uh, I mentioned uh, earlier. That is what Epson is has put in the focus. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think I think that's absolutely key, Hen. And it's interesting you mentioned that the aviation piece and technology. I've, I've speaking to quite a few people in the aviation sector, and I think they would also agree with that as well. Um, I was at the Boeing Innovation Conference in Glasgow maybe about uh-huh, okay. two months ago, okay. and I was really really interested because one of the flights um, that had kind of Taking over some of the people from the US actually flew to Glasgow from uh, really? Seattle and it was 70% electric and 30% jet. Uh, really? So it kind of shows that <clears throat> the direction of travel, pardon the pun, that we're going. Technology. In. Technology. That is, exactly. that is
1: technology. Yeah, but our global leaders, um, they, they show not enough leadership. You know, they. they um, the head of the European uh, um, Parliament, uh, uh, she was accused uh, to take a flight for fifteen minutes. Yeah, fifteen minutes pli- flight. Yeah, she's having even fifty w- she's fifty even 50, fifty kilo fifty <laughs> kilometers. Yeah, because yeah. I was so much under pressure and so far. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is a bad example. That is bad example, and leaders have to um, demonstrate uh, leadership in uh, giving the examples by themselves.
0: I absolutely, have. and I think you know, you know, good leaders kind of lead from the, the sort of top down. And I mean, during COP, I mean, we kind of had a well incident here that um, Boris Johnson had sort of flew up as well. And you know, we were talking yeah. obviously, you know, London to yeah. Edinburgh on the trains about sort of four <laughs> hours. Um, and a lot of business people now prefer to take the train because actually you can work on the train, yes, 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 maybe yes, not as yes. Sort of stressful yes. or whatever, yes. Um, but I think that's a really good point you make here, you know, we can talk about the technology piece and environmental goals and, and what have you. However, all of this requires such sort of strong leadership. And I think for me, yes. what what can be a little bit worrying is politicians are often just thinking about the next election, you know? How am I going to get of real next? What is of popular? Course. And um, there was a really good article. I can't remember where it was, but it was sort of saying Barack Obama had came across the COP26. And, you know, you know Barack you know, had a great speech and whatnot, but in actual fact, when you look at his policies when he was president, you know, you know, in terms of the carbon piece, you know, the, the automotive industry in America was just kind of growing. So, yes. you know, you know, in actual fact, a leader's rhetoric needs to match their actions as well. Yes. Yeah,
1: there's a um, very simple saying, yeah, you cannot preach water while drinking wine. Yes. No, that's and uh, very clear. Uh, uh, people are observing, yeah, not only the media, yeah, the media is, is, is looking for these negative examples, yeah, but people are... Ex- observing yeah and uh, that counts for the the companies as well yeah if if the, the ceo or leader or manager give bad example yeah uh, while um, directing sustainability strategies into the company yeah that that's uh, some say that's human yeah but uh, um, leaders have to demonstrate uh, um, all the all the leadership by by example, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely, Hennon. I mean, I'm assuming you're in Germany as well. And what kind of lessons would you say that, I mean, in Germany, I'm quite aware of some of the great policy work on like the deposit return scheme and, and other things like that, which we currently, um, well, don't have in Scotland, albeit it isn't isn't in place to come in. Um, it's a bit delayed now, unfortunately. But um, what kind of lessons has Germany, would you say, as a kind of leader uh, in this field, could showcase to the rest of the world? What are some of the, the key takeaways that has worked well in Germany, for example?
1: Um, this, this is quite, the the, the thinking on quality is quite similar to the Japanese thinking, yeah, mm. uh, as well in in the in the tradition, yeah. So made in Germany, yeah. That is something not made in uh, China or so, but made in Germany. <laughs> yep, that is yep. the Japanese thinking on quality, yeah, and uh, putting then sustainability into that quality thinking. That is uh, um, uh, what what we see more and more into uh, into the business here. Uh, uh, yes, um, big retail channels. They say, "Okay, best price, best price, best price." But <clears throat> at the end of the day, the life cycle, the long life cycle, and the good quality of the product that counts. Yeah, and there's a change of business models as well. Yeah, if you go into circularity, you don't need to buy a new product when you, um, um, when you, when you. Produce something, yeah. You better buy the prints than buying the uh, the printer uh, year on year, yeah. That is the that is the uh, circularity and and life cycle thinking, yeah. And therefore, Japanese quality, a bit compared to the German quality, Japanese quality is 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 long life quality,
0: yeah. Yeah. And I think even culturally, Germany, you have had a tradition like Die, Die Grünen, the, the German Green Party, have had a relatively strong presence in the kind of German uh, political system for, for quite a number of years now, yes. before, before, you know, the sustainability agenda rocketed to where it is yes, now. Yes. So I, I think that's also probably kind of helped the, the, the yeah, German model as well, Henning. Yeah.
1: And there was one, I would say, fundamental... Um, legislation coming from a a German government where the Green Party was involved as well that is the deposit for bottles and caps Uh, and uh, deposit is 25 euro cent um, per bottle yeah so therefore this is this was drying out the whole uh, single-use plastic uh, bottle yeah Um, market so starting in the singularity by forcing regulation on uh, deposit model yeah that uh, that was a big uh, big uh, success towards a more sustainable environmental friendly society yeah
0: yeah, and I remember going to Germany to Hanover a couple of years ago, and I remember I was visiting a few friends that I, I studied with, and I remember they were—I remember seeing the bottles, and then they were returning them as well. Yes, uh, yes. And, and in actual fact, you know, years ago in Scotland that that used to be the case as well, and I think you know, as I said before, there are plans to to reintroduce that as well, but it has been a kind of g- great sort of success story in Germany.
1: Yeah, that is the, that is the 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 strategy: avoid waste reduce energy and then recycle yeah that is the there is the strategy and that helps for for societies that helps for um, uh, corporations and that helps for everybody every individual yeah,
0: yeah no absolutely And it, it, it kind of empowers individuals as well and it makes individuals think more about climate and sustainability and gets it in more mainstream conversation as well um, I would say as well. Hennon, I just want to, in the final kind of section, I want to turn to some of your, your thoughts around where we need to, what we really need to accelerate in the next few years, because, you know, 1.5 is, is is sort of rapidly yeah. approaching, unfortunately. Um, so what do we, I mean, we talk about 2045 and 2050, but what do you see as being critical in the next two, three years, um, or even the next year, um, for us to really kind of keep keep that 1.5 at bay?
1: yeah. Um, Realistically, uh, we can say we will not reach. We will never reach globally one point five.
0: No, yeah.
1: yeah, that is that is what science proves year on year, and uh, the IPCC uh, um, is, is warning since since the, the decade I mentioned. Yeah, but um, the the if we come if we want to go into a one point five economy, yeah. Uh, 1.5 degrees economy the fundamental thing essential thing is to switch to renewables switch to renewable electricity that is the number one that is the number one otherwise we will never uh, come to that uh, uh, to that target Um, Epson by the way made a a huge commitment a huge commitment um, that we will switch completely globally to renewable electricity by the beginning of 2023 that is not so far away Yeah, huh? mm. in Europe we did it already with uh, all our offices and um, we have a factory uh, um, in, in Telford uh, we have a, a big distribution center in um, in Germany <clears throat> so we switched completely full to renewable electricity that is ahead of uh, the plan in japan they did as well they switched since november this year completely to renewable electricity and uh, that is a commitment for all the factories in asia for all the global um, um, sales and 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 business areas that is the one step and then second step is going into circularity Keep material as long as possible in the loop. Think of long-life uh, products. Um, uh, in the use means um, um, uh, we have to consume here less in terms of uh, uh, goods, but uh, um, uh, enjoy more the the. Uh, uh, if it comes to printers, the prints, yeah, and um, um, uh, think differently in terms of business models Hmm. Um, some sectors have more important uh, uh, aspects here uh, uh, to be added into into this uh, specific uh, car industry um, um, that needs to be alternative um, uh, engines and so far Um, important uh, as well is that decisions should be made not only for the status quo yeah decisions should be made for the next generation that is essential important yeah because we cannot leave the the world to our kids that is uh, unrepairable so to say we have to do it now the decisions now for the next generation Yeah. and uh, if i want to have another point from the economic point of view um uh, Profit maximization is not um, the 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 the, the, uh, the economic strategy. Yeah, uh, we have always to generate a win-win situation, win-win with nature, win-win with our workforces, yeah, win-win um, in a in a fair uh, uh, for the environment and social um, uh, business model. Yeah, so. Um, this is all within absence, within so to say, in the strategy, and uh, um, uh, describes the, the value strategy under which we are um, selling our solutions.
0: Yeah, no, and and Henan, you all those are, you've kind of reassured me actually because um, Scotland the kind of renewables story has been a massive success in Scotland. Yeah. We're almost at hundred yeah. percent renewables actually. Yeah. Um, so, and then the circular, the circular economy piece is is really kind of growing as well. And how do we think more creatively about our waste yes, and whatnot yes, as well? Yes. So, Sounds like Epson in Scotland have got uh, quite quite a lot of uh, similarities super. as well. Yeah. So, if you ever want to set up a HQ here, Henan, then <laughs> I'm I'm sure we'd I'm sure we'd be more than welcome. But um, Henan, um, it's been a real real pleasure to to speak to you today. And the easiest part of this podcast for me is always um, speaking with experts like yourself. So, um, no, thank you very much for your time, and it's been a it's been a real pleasure, and um, I've really enjoyed all your your insights today, and hopefully our listeners will enjoy them too.
1: Many, many things, uh, uh, dear Mark. Yeah, I enjoyed it very much. The conversation here with you, and Thank you. probably we will meet. We will meet next year, somehow. I hope another, so. I hope for so. another interview, another talk. Yeah. And yes. For, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And we'll it, for we'll a we'll
0: beer. And we'll do it. We'll do it over a German beer as well. Hopefully, very good. Or oh, Japanese beer. Japanese oh, beer. Or Japanese beer. Pff, okay. Super good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs>
1: Thank you, Henning. Take good care. Again. Yeah. Bye bye now. Bye bye.
0: Climate Conversations is a Herald podcast sponsored by Epson. To find out more about their environmental vision, visit epson.co.uk slash about slash environment and take 20% off an annual subscription to the Herald with our exclusive podcast code. Enter Herald Pod 2021 at your checkout and access our award-winning journalism from your mobile, tablet and PC climate conversations is a herald podcast sponsored by epson to find out more about their environmental vision visit epson.co.uk about environment and take 20 percent off an annual subscription to the herald with our exclusive podcast code enter herald pod 2021 at your checkout and access our award-winning journalism from your mobile tablet and pc